A boy's best friend is his mother. Janet! Dr. Scott! Janet! Ah! Rocky! Oh, you're so cool, Brewster! I guess everyone's entitled to one good scare, huh? It was an asylum! And it was hell! 20 years of pure hell! Movies don't create psychos! Movies make psychos more creative! They're all gonna laugh at you! Hey, shouldn't you be folding towels somewhere, sniffing jock straps? Better give me those shoes, they're mine, give them back to me! How many times do I have to tell you Ursula Andres belongs with the transvestites, not the perverts? Oh, you heterosexuals. It rubs the lotion on its skin or else it gets the hose again. You're a bullshit artist! They're coming, they're coming! Welcome. Sorry, go on. I thought you were still talking about Troll. We can. <laughs> we can. Sorry, go on. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah. Is she all sweet? I don't think so. Welcome to Screaming Queens, the horror podcast with the Queen Eye View. My name's Jonathan Larkin. I'm Stephen Moore. I'm Jonathan Butler. And what's left of Jonathan Butler, probably? <laughs> <laughs> I just think Jonathan Butler looks like he's lost a bit of weight, um, but I don't know. And our listeners can't actually tell us because you're only listening. Does he sound skinny? Does he, <laughs> does he sound thin? <laughs> That is now. No, yes, please. Let's write that. Yeah, tweet him and tell him. We'll take a fo- actually. Maybe we'll take a photograph of and put it up on Twitter tonight. Do I sound thinner? Do, do, <laughs> do I sound thinner? Um, we're not joined tonight with, by Martin Fennerty because um, basically his parole was revoked. Isn't it his regeneration cycle? <laughs> yes, yes. He'll be asleep now for the next twenty three years. <laughs> <laughs> until he wakes up and there uh, goes uh, chasing young men and sniffing the dirty underwear that was a reference to Jeepers Creepers not Martin by the way but well yeah. sure most people got it yeah yeah definitely the synonymous the what? the synonymous the synonymous <laughs> yeah. well tonight we're going to talk about a film that uh, came out in 2014 and has had considerable success as a bit of a cult thing, uh, it, it wasn't like a massive success the minute it came out. It was it was a grower, and found fame on um, Netflix and things like that. And then it sort of went quiet, and then suddenly it's exploded again in the last month or so, thanks again to Netflix. And we are of course talking about the massive LGBTQ icon, <laughs> the Babadook. <laughs> So, if you haven't seen it, the premise of The Babadook, it's about a single mum called Amelia, who is played by Essie Davis, and she um, has brought up a six-year-old son alone after losing the dad in a car crash, um, which actually occurred when she was driving to the hospital to give birth to the son. So, she's on her own with the boy in a very depressing grey house, and um, the boys, you could say he's a bit Asperger's, autistic um, feel free to correct me, lambast me for everything I'm saying, and um, he basically is always having, um, he's, he's sort of obsessed with monsters and stuff, isn't he? He likes to build um, weapons, uh, he's, he's, he's a crazy little kid, and he's also played really well by Noah Wiseman, and he's, he's kid that you really feel for and you love I did anyway um, and then as things start to get worse a supernatural element is added to the story when uh, suddenly a pop-up book appears on Sam's on Samuel's dressing table 
in the, and uh, amongst all of his other children's books, and it's called Mister Babadook, and it's about like a monster who's got to come knocking at your door and invade your home and all this sort of stuff. And lo and behold, once they've read the book, things start to get much more strange, and the Babadook it looks like the Babadook could be real. So yeah, Stephen, I'm going to hand this one over to you for now because you wrote a very funny blog about the Babadook's sudden gay fame. Has to gay fame. <laughs> How did that happen? Um, well, we missed it happening, didn't we? Because we obviously have a group chat that we talk about everything, and it just suddenly started popping up in an online news feed to me, very confused where this had actually come from. Yeah. And I was just like, I was instantly into it and embraced it straight away because I was like, this is just absurd. But I had no concept of what it was doing. And it took me like Google searching for quite a bit before I realised what had happened. And good old Netflix. <laughs> I'd done a little bit of a mess up and accidentally put the Babadook in the wrong section. So instead of appearing just in horror, it appeared into the LGBT film section. And then obviously gays being gays, we ran with it and <laughs> we made it something a bit more special than that. Yeah. Add a bit of RuPaul. Yeah. A douche. Yeah. And, and yeah. now a dildo as well, the Babadong. Yeah. Babadong. <laughs> Commercially released Babadong. <laughs> is that coming is that definitely coming out? It apparently is. Wow. Which, yeah, it's very strange. I mean, it's it's sort of it's it's a it's a um it's a symptom of the whole like meme culture, isn't it? Mm. Really, that people have just sort of gone with it, and everyone's being really clever. And some of the jokes have been hilarious. They are very though. funny. Can't hate a good meme. No, mm. that's true. You've probably seen them floating around Twitter, and, and you've probably been scratching your head thinking, "How on earth is the Babadook in any way?" An LGBTQIGHJKM <laughs> icon in any way, but um, there are some queer readings of the film, aren't there? Yeah, but my queer reading. Right, let's hear your queer reading. Right, it's really far fetched, but I still think it's actually credible. I think there's some things in there. <laughs> so I think that you could say, in one way, that the film could be about the son being a gay character and that it's all about his coming to terms with coming out and the mum not accepting it. So the mum constantly represses the situation and saying, why can't you just be normal? Why don't you fit in? And everyone rejects him and says he's weird and different and you don't like him for being different. Then when the Babadook appears, the Babadook is a literal closet once there. Mm. On the nose. Yes, yeah, we are making nose, yeah. closet moves. Yeah. So that is a manifestation of his homosexuality being suppressed within the closet, which then takes over the mum kind of accepts it and learns to deal with it towards the end by the love of the son right, yeah. bringing her back down yeah. to her and then because they accept it and you come to the subject it's suppressed and it's fine mm. but they still don't let the rest of the world know yet I think you can make a Babadook too, too where he just comes out as flaming homosexual and the <laughs> goes Brad. yeah I mean I struggle a little bit with that because like he's like six <laughs> it's like yeah. putting a sexuality onto a, onto a kid of that age for me, I, I, I struggle a little bit with that. And I would never have come to this conclusion if I didn't want it. <laughs> if someone had to put it there, if you need to then look for it. Yeah. Then I was like, okay, so I'm going to find something queer in this film. And I found it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think the rationale is quite good. <laughs> oh, no, it is. And I, I, one of the funnier ones I saw was um, uh, somebody saying, you know, how... Um, gays are supposed to invade a normal home and destroy it um, <laughs> and it was like that's why the Babadook is a gay icon that, made, that did make me laugh yeah 
um, it sort of plays on uh, a lot of the anxieties, doesn't it, of, of sort of straight-laced middle America, to, to sort of say that. So that, what do you think, John? Did you see anything <laughs> watching it this time? Honestly, no. I, I, don't, yeah. I don't think no. it is. I think no. it is a genuine yeah. mistake. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's yeah. a genuine mistake that people have just have run with it. And that, that's fair enough. Yeah. You know, if, if people are not fun with it, then that's fine. Yeah, definitely. I've got nothing against that. Yeah. I did think she might be a bit lesbianic now as well. The mum? Yeah. She she just, does a, does a, does a scene where she's definitely not. Um, yeah, but then she watches some... She's flicking through the channels and that cheap pay-per-view porn comes up of a woman and then the next scene is her masturbating in bed. I don't think I saw the pay-per-view porn of a woman. It's, it's like a soft call. It's one of those... Like, call 888. Oh, right. Oh. It's one of those things that you come up. Late at night, yeah. Everyone else has gone. To oh bed. right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so let's be yeah. honest. Like, There's some gay now. things going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, oh yeah, and then she goes to bed with the vibrator. Yeah, and possibly the most horrifying scene in anything. That ever. was quite. Yeah, that was quite so uncomfortable. I found it and really interesting though. Where does it go? Well, for me, I was like. Just did. <laughs> <laughs> well, for me, I, I found it interesting because I was thinking as part of it saying that um, her sexuality is unleashing a little bit of evil and scariness in the house as well. Is that, is that bringing the Babadook closer? See, I was thinking it's more about the child suppressing her sexuality. Yeah. Because he's interrupting it not only when she tries to have a boyfriend, but even when she's trying to please yeah. herself. He's yeah. still is the one that comes in and ruins that moment for yeah. her. That's a big, I think that's a big theme of the film, really. Yeah. yeah. There's loads of really good lines about it, which... Um, probably jumping ahead of it but it's like when she's arguing with her sister about it it's like I don't want to be around your son yeah. I hate being around your son I was like don't you say that about my son and she says you hate being around your son you know yeah but you won't admit it to yourself I think one of the things that's quite interesting about the film is that for the first like 20 minutes half an hour you kind of see the kid as being like the bad character he's just obviously got issues he's annoying <laughs> like he's deliberately loud and brass horrible at times mm. and he's kind of painted that it's like maybe it's going to be something to do with his manifestations that brings the monster on but mm. then as the story progresses and it goes more down you realise the Babadook is more to do with the mother yeah than the son and the son is actually the saviour in the story he is yeah and yeah. it kind of flips your expectations from the beginning to the yeah. end of the film it's I, not an evil kid story and I must say I did see it differently this time because this is the second time I've watched it um, I don't know whether it was just my frame of mind or or what, but I found it much more depressing mm. this time than the first time I watched it. I found it... There were bits of it that I thought were a genuinely hard watch. Mm. Mm. Uh, yeah, I found it a bit of a struggle in parts. It's not enjoyable. Like, it's not, not, is not it? fun. Yeah, I think it's a really great movie. That's It's fun it, as it, a... Like, it's, it's a good thing to watch and it makes you think... But it's not a fun experience. The fun, the only well, the, the fun experience is when the Babadook turns up, isn't it? Because that's when it becomes, it becomes the horror you can deal with because it's a monster, which I suppose is one of the points of the film, isn't it? Mm. Is that the, the real horror is the build up to the Babadook coming. Yeah. And then once he's there, it it sort of becomes a bit more tangible. You can say, oh yes, this is a monster movie. I know what to be scared of. Mm. Um, and I also know that's not really real, so it's not quite as disturbing as say a mother going through a very slow breakdown and a boy who's got real really serious emotional problems who's being like bullied and misunderstood and you know yeah the Babadook's easy really 
And like the Berlin certain characters in it are really bad. Like I think the most evil character in the entire film is the sister. Claire is a bitch. Yeah, she's horrible. Horrible, horrible person. Yeah. yeah. And that's why I really enjoyed the scene where the mum just gives those like middle class white bitches <laughs> a proper scene oh, too. Yeah. It's just amazing. She just says what everyone's thinking. Yeah. Like, oh, you didn't have time to go to gym. Mm. Yeah. yeah, that must be a real, be a real drag. <laughs> Did you notice they were all dressed? So all the yummy mummies. So, so in this scene, so you've got, um, you've got Amelia and Samuel who who they exist in their own little bubbles, and it's just those two. Um, they're locked together really, and so Amelia's sister Claire is very much a more successful middle class yummy mummy type who's got like a little group of friends. Yoga classes and stuff yoga like that. classes. And a, a princess party for adults. Yeah, and they're just off. They're just the most awful people in the mm. fucking world. Just the people you never want to be stuck in a lift with. They're just yeah. so self righteous and arrogant. Look down the nose at everyone who doesn't conform to their drab fucking uniform. And speaking of uniform, they're all they're, they're all wearing like blacks and greys. Yeah. Did you notice? Mm. They're all like really like muted colours. I think yeah. the house has all that as well. I think if you look at a lot of the scenes in the house. Okay, like on the staircase or the hall, and it's all like greys. I think most of the rooms, in fact, I think the front room is all like shades of blue. Blue. Yeah. When, yeah, they, when those um, like the child protective services people come <laughs> and they sit in the room and it's all different shades of blue, and the staircase is all like greys and like just yeah. monochrome. It's, it's really good. It looks really good. I think. It's it's sort of d- d- uh, designed to make you feel a bit depressed. Yeah. It? yeah, it's got an expressionist vibe. I think as well. Too. Yeah. It is definitely that, and um, I think the only one scene that seems to have a little bit more colour is when she spends that afternoon when she gets off from work early, mm-hmm. and she goes to get an ice cream, and everything's a little bit brighter and softer focused than yeah. the rest of the film, and I'm just thinking, that's her one little moment of happiness in this entire film, yeah. before she goes back to, he's yeah. and the kid about the Babadoo. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's it. The house has become a prison, basically, hasn't yeah. it? Yeah. I did especially enjoy the scene when the little girl gets pushed out the tree. Yeah, and I wanted to talk about that. So that's Ruby, isn't it? So did she deserve it? Yes. Yes. Well, I thought she deserved to fall out of the tree and land on a picket fence mm-hmm. and be impaled. That's why I wanted to see how was that child. No, because that was vicious. That was the first time where it, you were like, you felt sorry for the son. Well, I felt sorry. I don't know, you know. Cause and I, I felt really, I was just like, you're just a cow. The nose is broken in two places. She's going to need surgery. I'll pay for everything. Can't even pay your own bills. Look, I really have to go. Claire, I think someone is stalking me and Samuel. What? A book turned up at our place. I threw it away, but somebody glued it back together and put it on our doorstep. Amelia, I just can't help you right now. I don't expect you to help. I, I just want to... If you're that worried, you should go to the police. I have to go. Sorry for him from the beginning. Even when he was kicking off in the back of the car and stuff, I just felt like I just really felt for him because he's just such a misunderstood kid. I felt for him or the mum having to deal with him, but 
Yeah. I, I, sw- I would say as you, I switched. I kind of, at the start, you think the kid's just a little cunt. You, you know, he's a little, he's a, <laughs> he's a little bastard. But then when you, like, when it, it emerges kind of what the story is and you realise the mum the mom is the one who's caused it, basically, and yeah. then you start to feel sorry for a kid then and you're like, it's, it's her inability to deal with things. Is, Why do you think the mum's caused it? It's it's her mum's, it's the, it's the mum's um, inability to deal with the death death of a husband right. it, I, it's seven years of grief that she hasn't been able to express yeah. and she's repressed it and she's forced onto her kids basically right, yeah. I think it's yeah. more than that and it's something that I've not really seen when I've read other reviews of her because I've always looked for it because my interpretation of the film seems to be slightly different to everyone else's because they all talk about her depression and not moving on but I think there's a serious case of personal depression like actual I think well, she it, blames the son well, specifically for the death of her. Yeah, well, that's it. That, that, that's yeah, that, that's definitely part of it because every time she sees her son, all she sees that's why they don't celebrate the birth, his birthday on his actual birthday because yeah. that's the day her husband died. The kid's never been allowed a birthday, yeah. has he? And it's, really beca- it's because she still loves her husband more than she loves the kids. Yeah, yeah, and that's why she struggles to get close to him like he hugs yeah. and she pushes him away all of the moments of closeness yeah. when he stays in the bed with her on one yeah. of the early scenes she rolls away and stays yeah. as far away from him as possible yeah well that's it he, pushing he, away not accepting the good he's just a reminder of what she's lost not what she's gained yeah. so every time she looks at him that, that's all it is to her and she hasn't been able to deal with it for seven years and that's what that's what causes the Babadook I think and the Babadook so at school Samuel's really misunderstood isn't he the school aren't very helpful um, about him he did make a crossbow though like I'd probably kick him out as well <laughs> yeah no I know but, but uh, they just they just want to get rid they don't want to actually get to the, to the root of the problems yeah I would have recommended him to go to a child psychologist not just we're going to lock him in a separate room with yeah, one person it's really weird and um so he's misunderstood at school, and then she, so she works, Amelia works in a nursing home, doesn't she, with old people, uh, and there's a really funny scene where she's doing the bingo, yeah. and she says, uh, another few days and someone could call out bingo, because <laughs> they're just all sorts of sat there in the little world. Which I think is hilarious, that um, has anyone got a billion? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just amazing, except I don't care how old, and like gone there's old people are if you've been to an old people's home they can play bingo like no one I was going to say they're, they're fucking ruthless yeah like they that, yeah. No, yeah. no I used to I went with me nan once and they were like pushing out the way to get prizes <laughs> and stuff it's ruthless don't go to Mecca is all I'm saying that's the hardest story right I've there. been yeah mm. yeah I've been to bingo with my nan and um, it's when they're all doing like five different sheets at the same time yeah, you can barely keep up with one uh-huh. And if you know, if you win and you don't normally go, then you're all snarly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and if you don't share with the person you're with, if you go, now if you go, we we two nans used to go, and if one of them would win, they'd have to give the other half, and it, it caused so many problems. So I had a question. There's a bit near the beginning when Samuel's hugging her, and she's hugging him back, and then suddenly she goes, she goes, "Don't do that," and pushes him away. And I, d- I didn't know what it was. Does anyone else get onto that? I think it was because he. Didn't he kiss her on the um, with someone she or something? And it was just because that was part of the thing that made me think about the intimacy right. issue that she had, and that she was pushing him away because it was right. So we a it was a bit her. adult, and I think it reminded her of her husband. And B because ah, yeah. she has like the flashback at the same time, yeah. which triggers it. Yeah, and B I think it's part of the right. postnatal depression kind of mm. issue. Okay, 
I think that's what it's trying to explore. Yeah. Samuel's also obsessed with magic, isn't he? He does magic yeah, tricks. There's, there's a bit where he says magic can be very treacherous, and the, the accent he uses is exactly the really same. Weird. Was exactly the same as Frau Blucher in um, <laughs> Young Frankenstein. She's as she's leading uh, them up the st- staircase when they arrive at the castle. She says the staircase can be very treacherous, <laughs> and she says it exactly the same, which yeah. makes me wonder if the director told the kid to do it like that because she's a fan of uh, Young Frankenstein. Maybe the kid's a fan. Maybe the kid. I wouldn't be surprised to say the Babadook's like actual book that he makes. Is amazing. It's like, scary. You're gonna be arts and crafts demon. Yeah. Like, I'm totally for it. It's clever. Yeah. It's a good device to introduce a character. Yeah. It's genuinely creepy. Yeah. And I love the jump cut from when she first reads it to like slamming the book shut and then he's crying under him yeah. and yeah. laughing as she's reading the fairy tales. <laughs> yeah. It's just a great oh, comic moment yeah. after something terrifying. Yeah. In a word or it's in a look, you can't get rid of the Babadook. If you're a really clever one and you know what it is to see, then you can make friends with a special one, a friend of you and me. <laughs> his name is Mr. Babadook, and this is his book. A rumbling sound, then three sharp knocks. Ba 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 duk duk duk. That's when you'll know he's around. You'll see him if you look. Ba 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 duk duk duk. We might read another one tonight, eh? But you said I could choose. This is what he wears on top. He's funny, don't you think? See him in your room at night. Mum, does it hurt the boy? Mum, does it live under the bed? Mum? Mummy! Mummy! How sweet will be, son. Tell him of the happiness and loveliness that lay at the bottom of the ocean and entreating the sailors not to be afraid. There's quite a few good funny bits, I think, when, um, when the, the, the social service people turn up goes, how are you doing today? Little, <laughs> little fella, goes, I'm a bit tired from all the drugs. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah. And they're just looking as if to say, ah. I did totally forget about the cockroaches as well. Uh, no. That was like, I know how much that, you love cockroaches. Yeah, that should have come with a trigger warning for me. Yeah, as well as, I, don't, I can't even remember what the line before it is. He does, he's naughty about something and he says where did you get that from oh got it off the internet and she just says that's the end of the internet then as if the internet's over <laughs> yeah he buys the bangers that's it yeah the so bangers the floor, says, where, did you get them? where did you get them from see so I told you he was gay he's being dramatic <laughs> okay yeah fair enough does that have a sparkly cape as well yeah exactly that's very true that is very true um, this is bit, how we all start stuff just the bit where he says um, he says why don't people like me yeah. It breaks my heart a little bit. Mm. Yeah, I think that's why I feel sorry for him. I just think yeah. I think that we all know what it's like to be the different kid. Mm. Yeah, none of us were like little fuckers like he is, but you know I think you can identify with that kind. I think he's really annoying and he winds you up, but you know it's not his fault, and you just yeah. kind of feel sorry for him. But at the same time, it's like, oh my god, shut up. Yeah, yeah I think I do think it's the mum's fault. It's, it's she's 
he's repressed a feeling for so long as he's just transferred onto a kid basically yeah so he's he's fucked up because he's fucked up and hasn't dealt with it mm. See, she keeps the basement as like a shrine doesn't she it's like you can't go down there and so all, all the dad stuff all the, the dad stuff yeah. just there untouched so I, I, I think that's what it is yeah and then the Babadook kind of become well, sorry skipping towards the end well the dad is the sort of monster in the basement isn't he because the monster is her is, is her grief yeah so that's what I think it is he's the beast in the cellar isn't he yeah. so to speak that that's that's what she's keeping down there and then that becomes something literal at the end doesn't it yeah and it's kind of weird, but... I think that's saying you can't... Things like that, grief and depression and stuff, that's not something you can ignore. You can't... If you if you trample on your feelings for seven years, bad shit's going to happen. Yeah. You, need to, you need to deal with things. Yeah. It's about... I think it's as much about a, a mental health problem as it is, you know, it's a film about mental health as much as it's a horror film. Yeah, definitely. I think more so. I think everything is just... There's so much to read into in this film. And, like... Yeah. I like the fact that it's still ambiguous. Like the ending, everything about it is ambiguous, and you can kind of take your own and pick your own little points yeah. that you think it's more about this. I think it's more about yeah. this. Yeah, and I pick more. And up none of the, it's wrong. I pick more up on the second viewing as well. So that's the sign of a good film, isn't it? When you can go back and see mm-hmm. something in there that wasn't you didn't see in the first place. There's always something new to discover. Um, so when the Babadook finally starts starts to manifest as a monster. Um, it is really scary, isn't it? Yeah, it's creepy. What's the, when's the first time she sees it? Is it in... It's over it? the bed, isn't it? No, it's, it's she sees... In the police station? She goes to the police station and he's hanging on the... Um, yeah. The coat the, hook the coat, yeah. With the, the fingers gloves. hanging yeah. out. I'm doing the actions now, listeners, by the way. You can't see that, but it's very, very accurate. Um, she sees him there and then when she's doing the dishes and she looks into the next door neighbour's window and he's stuck behind very Michael Myers the design of the Bob is really good it reminds me a little bit it's like a League of Gentlemen almost it's like Papa Lazarus it reminds me a little bit of Papa Lazarus with his top hat and his weird face and the Judderman reminds me Mm. of the Judderman as well just the way he moves and stuff it is interesting I I didn't spot it the first time I've seen it a few times in fact and I didn't spot it any of the first times so um the mum, when she talks about what her job is, she writes kids' books. The mum? Yeah. Oh, because she says you're a writer. So I mainly write kids' books. Right. Ah. Oh. So she wrote the book. She's made the book herself. Oh, that's creepy as fuck. That's good. Does she write I the book? I don't Because I've seen that book. Do you know? Well, that would make sense, wouldn't it? Wow. Oh my God, we've cracked the Babadook. Because when she goes to the police station... Hey, that was really obvious and everyone already said it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is what happens when you do research before you do the podcast. When, you go to, when she goes to the police station, she's got, like, charcoal all over her hands. And the yeah. book's done in, like, charcoal, like, great, like black and white, isn't it? So it's like oh, she manifested wow. it herself she's and made, made it, it herself. herself. Jonathan Butler, you genius. Are you watching the new Twin Peaks? No. Oh, I thought you could have explained episode eight to me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. I it's wanted to watch one and two again and then go into season three but I didn't have I've been watching other stuff so you don't have to don't really know you don't have Someone to watch said you two. probably need to watch Firewalk with me first though maybe watch that yeah might have a refresh a total tangent but it's yes, brilliant <laughs> yeah. it's brilliant I love it I love it it's like the most tweeted thing ever or something it's amazing it? I'm sure there was a thing today it's the most tweeted about TV show ever yeah. just that last episode it probably will be it's it? weird Anyway, um, yeah, so I, I anyway, back on topic. I think that's something to do with the fact that you find out just one little throwaway line about her writing kids' books, and then a kid's book appears on the doorstep threatening people. It's like, yeah, I never that, even picked up on that. 
and that's that's now what happens and I've seen it about four times mm. this is like probably my fifth probably and I've never seen that line or oh, well I've heard the line obviously but I've never it's when she's talking to all the um, the staffers wives isn't it yeah yes yeah of course it is and say what do you do and says oh, I work in the nurse now but I used to be like kids and it makes so much more sense and that's wow. a, it's quite interesting and it does it further proves the point that she's manifesting in her own herself and she's creating the monster we just totally yeah we've, we've just totally had our minds blown there haven't we Stephen? yeah I'm having proper like ooh. we're like we're like Baba Woke <laughs> <laughs> 2017 hashtag Baba Woke Baba Woke we're Baba Woke wow let's just take a second there um <laughs> I think there's something quite interesting with the TV in this entire film as well where like the adverts and the TV programs you watch kind of seem to interact with what's yeah, going on it's weird. and it's not like it's always directly interacting but it always seems to be more than just television mm. it feels like it's part of the story there's something eerie about it isn't there mm. there's something like a bit extra don't want to say extraterrestrial supernatural super supernatural about well, the TV he's watching is a journey to the moon yeah and the babadook appears in that doesn't he yeah yeah there's just like there's lots of little random bits that um, interact and like the wolf I think from the early I was gonna say like from the comic sorry the book that she read at the beginning yeah it's the same wolf that's at the end in the TV in the cartoon late late vintage cartoons are always scary as fuck I think mm. yeah especially oh it's the big bad wolf isn't it yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. especially if you go through a mental breakdown mm. so and it's definitely that and I like this, the, the quite sadistic bit where she's trying to make him stay awake um, yeah. when he's on the medication to yeah, make it like, work oh, yeah, but she starts work. like hiding her up on him yeah and your pills like, won't work properly if you go to sleep <laughs> yeah. messed up I think yeah. that's probably the sickest thing she did minus the doc well no the most disturbing bit for me is when she says go and eat shit <laughs> go and eat shit that was that's like brilliant. that's amazing you see I found it really upsetting I was like really like I, I said to Ben I'm struggling watching yeah. this and I think I was just a bit down that night anyway but anything where the kid is being like abused on TV, normally I'd be laughing, no. But <laughs> for some reason, I, it just really gets me. And for this, I found it a struggle to watch those scenes. See, I found that really power funny, but I think it was because it was so vicious. Like, it was yeah. just, like, blunt. And it's just, like, it's shocking to see that. Mm. So the only reaction I had was yeah. to go... <laughs> yeah. Well, I had that reaction when the kid got pushed out of the um, treehouse. So I just cheered. I wanted to land on a spike, but there you go. On the greenhouse. Oh, through the greenhouse, like in the yeah. hand that rocks the cradle. Um, it's a sad film, isn't it? It's just mm. a really, really sad film. Yeah. I think, if we're getting towards the end of the film, though, when you do the second look at the Babadook book, and it has the extra bits where she strangles the dog, then she strangles the kids, with a little, nice little movement motion, and then um, <laughs> slits her own throat with a knife. Oh, it's amazing with the, with the, the red, the red paper. Yeah, and it's, that is so totally. dark and grim. And then when she actually kills the dog later on, which is just really upsetting. I found that yeah. really, really upsetting. I found that comical. <laughs> I was laughing at that bit. No, that was vicious, and it doesn't help that that dog looks just like my mum's dog. So I was like, nope. Yeah, yeah, but. Like, that's all really vicious, but then at the same time, I'm just a little bit disappointed that it didn't end in her strangling the sun and slitting her in for it. Even though I know why they never done it, because it would have been too fucking depressing. Yeah, <laughs> like, the needs like it would have been, oh my God. Yeah. 
But I would like to have seen a committer and yeah. just do it. I liked I like what happens in that last sort of ten fifteen minutes. Is there's a total road reversal, so then the kid is the normal one who's sort of got a bit more got it together and he's like saying you know mum no we need to you know you need to not do this and he's he, he's trying to pull her together it's a total role reversal from what we used to yeah. see him for the first half of the film I thought that was really nice I really like the old woman next door neighbour she's so sweet yeah and normally oh, she would yeah. die and she yeah. didn't die which I was a little bit terrified that she was going to and I was like please yeah. don't please don't yeah and her name was Mrs Roach oh. yeah She's probably just manifesting everything around her. Yeah. So, manifesting brings me to a, a, a theory I've got about this film, is that it's a little bit like Possession. Go on. Well, Possession is all about her grief and her sort of madness manifesting as a monster. Yeah. That's exactly what happens in this yeah, one. Yeah, I think so. So she created her monster. Yeah. yeah. Granted, in this film, she doesn't shag the Babadook. She probably did. It was probably a babadong that she used. <laughs> she used a <laughs> and then she, but she has to use a babadouche first. <laughs> <laughs> How many gays do you think are going to have babadook uh, t-shirts on a prize? No, I think I'm already over it. Like, yeah, it's on. The, it was on the front of the Gay Times. Was that a real cover? Did that I actually don't know. happen? I think so. It must be. Uh, if it's not, it is. Because <laughs> I looked at. I was in um, Houston Station the other day, and I saw the Gay Times, and and it wasn't on that cover. So I thought maybe it was just a joke. I didn't think that the gay times would be cool. They'd That's probably true. do it in three months' time. Not. <laughs> yeah. um, I do, I do and airbrush it. Yeah, I do get what you mean. Because there's a the scene where she's just sitting in the bath where she's finally like got him to calm down for a bit and she's just sitting in the bath with all the clothes on. And then she puts him in the bath with yeah. her. Because all the rooms are kind of like that. The bathroom is all white. Everything in the bathroom is white. And then the front room's all blue. So everything's... Partition did like block colours, isn't it? Yeah. I never thought about that with like in comparison to possession. Possession, but, yeah. But yeah, I can definitely see that now. It did make me think of it. I suppose yeah, it is. It's she's it's something she's created herself. Mm. Tries to destroy her. Yeah. So then they trap the monster in the basement. So basically what they're saying is you can never escape from the grief and the depression, but you can get it under control yeah, and deal talk with about it. it and deal with it yeah. and feed it worms and feed it worms yeah. even down to eat worms yeah I thought um, at, at the um, when they start to sort of fight back um, when when Samuel starts to fight back with his firecrackers and his little stuff that it, he uses like childhood things to fight this monster it made me think of Stephen King mm. specifically like it yeah um, yeah, he has a little crossbow with a dart, doesn't he? Yeah, it's talking, yeah, it's talking yeah, back to that. Yeah, the catapult with a ball. Yeah, it's clever. Yeah, he's got it. That's see, I don't think he actually does have like what's anything, but he kind of feels like that because he feels like he obsesses over the magic and the yeah. things he's building, whilst being socially awkward. Mm. But I do think it's all here important, like imposing that on him, yeah. as opposed to him actually having a mental health. And he's then just what's up weird. By the time he gets to the end. They, they do seem happier, don't they? They seem in yeah. a happier place. Mm. But it's, still, it's not perfect as well. Which yeah. Is nice. So it's not like a fairy tale ending. But, yeah. Um, you can see that they're moving on, which is. I think you do need that sort of get up. You, I think usually, usually I would say, I would agree with you about wanting to see it taken to the extreme and have it sort of kill him and kill herself and all that. But I think with a film like this. It is nice to some to get a bit of light relief at the end. Because it was so dark from beginning to end, I think yeah. if you didn't pick it up a little bit, it would just leave people in a really Definitely. bad mood. 
Yeah. Mm. Well, I, I suppose if if the the film is commenting on mental health and stuff like that, then what sort of message does that say? <laughs> that, you know, yeah, everything just gets worse. Yeah. <laughs> if, if this, if you have something wrong with it, then you're fucked. I don't think that's a good message to send to anyone, is it? No. I suppose not. <laughs> I just wanted to see a murder of the child, but you know. So yeah, it got a really good response anyway. People loved it um, when it first came out, and um, yeah, I I saw it on the pictures when it, when it came out. Yeah, and it was a female director, which we forgot to mention, but I think it's very important. And somebody told me as well. I can't remember who it was, but someone who was in the industry told me that she, uh, what's the actress name, Essie Davis, was like very very close to being nominated for an Oscar. Really? Mm. Yeah, I'm surprised she wasn't. Which is a massive thing for, yeah. a, for a horror film. You know, yeah. And she should, really. It's an amazing performance. Yeah. She is good because she's, she's also like convincing as the sort of, with the grief, mm. the vulnerability, but then when she flips and she becomes, you know, possessed by the Babadook sort of thing, she's really convincing then as well. She's terrifying. Yeah, I don't break from the character at all. I believe yeah. I'd be with, yeah. The scene where she like glides. It's, gen- it's really creepy that yeah. she's just like just she, you don't see her walking she just like glides towards him when she's possessed yeah. it's creepy yeah but yeah got a really good response and um, apparently William Freakin, um in responding to it uh, he tweeted uh, Psycho, Alien, Diabolique and now the Babadook mm-hmm. he says I've never seen a more terrifying film it will scare the hell out of you as it did me um so yeah, I think it's one of those films. It 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 sort of had such a good response in the first place, even though I think it was a bit of a slow build in terms of its success. Yeah, I think the best films are like that, aren't they? They, they don't make the, the biggest impact, but then you know, its popularity grows over years. Stuff like the thing, the thing wasn't wasn't really a popular film when it first came out. It opened the same week as ET, so you know, yeah, hardly anyone ever saw it, and then it's just. On home video and stuff, it's become it's just yeah. turned into a cult. And with this, with streaming services, I yeah. made this into something that's. They Blade Runner, even something like Star Wars, the reviews for, for Star Wars were, you know, oh, it's alright, but. Mm. And yeah. then it just exploded. Well, Halloween was a slow burn, wasn't mm. it, as well? It's modern day, like, kind of, you know, video shop thing where you get, you'd rent something and go and tell your friends that they need to rent it. This is. Yeah. Now we watch it on Netflix and then say, you need to watch it, it's on Netflix. Yeah. And true. then everyone runs off and does it. And then it slowly became a thing, and I think there's not many people that you can go in the streets and say, oh, have you seen The Babadook? And most people would probably say, yeah, most of them probably watched it on Netflix or something, not went up to the cinema or both. Yeah. I can't remember when I first saw it. It wasn't on the pictures, though. I think I saw it on DVD. I got it. I streamed it. Like, when not off Netflix, I streamed it before it was on Netflix because I'd read about it. Streamed it illegally? Maybe. <gasps> Lock that Maybe. up. Well, I was looking at it for that. Oh, yes. <laughs> Babadook, duck, duck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm no she babadoned. <laughs> um, so there's our yeah, that's our take on it. We don't. I I personally think the whole gay thing is a load of bullshit, but it's fun. It's a fun. It was fun while it lasted. Yeah, yeah, completely. And come Halloween, I want to count how many different babadooks bump into each other in every single gay club ever. Yeah, and that's fun in itself. I'm looking forward to seeing them at Pride. To be honest. Yeah, uh, I'm sure there are less gay things that have been made gay than the Babadook. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. We know how to reach. <laughs> the gays know how to reach. Um, but what's left is a, a is a, a sort of a classic, a classic in the making, I think. Um, and it's a truly scary film, truly disturbing, 
and it's got a lot of layers to it. So oh, yeah, it's always something I'd, new. I'd, I'd, I think it's on. probably one of my favorite horror films in the past ten years. Yeah, probably since two thousand. It's one of the best horror films yeah. since yeah. two thousand easily. Yeah, yeah, completely lives up to its hype and. Yeah, there's, yeah there's, there's a few films that do it. The big studios say, Oh, here's our new big horror film, and you just know they're not going to be very good. But this, the way this was released, it came out and say it, it's cult is building and it, it'll be one of those films in 30, 40 years' time, which you know people will still talk about. That's the time. thing, like, even with this whole gay thing that's come out, I do agree, I think it's just absolute bum, but it's fun. Yeah. And I think what's interesting is that it's probably brought a film yeah. to a bigger audience again and it was already growing and then it's just just catapulting yeah. it further yeah. into more mainstream and more if it gets if it, culture if it gets people to go out and watch it then that can only be a good thing Ooh, yeah, yeah exactly yeah fabulous well give it a look it's on netflix and it's not in the gay section <laughs> did you take it out i think it is yeah like some yeah i think i'm sure it's 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 been uh taken out of the closet um so let us know what you thought. Anyway, do you do what? What's your queer reading of the Babadook? Um, we'd love to hear that. Um, so please email us screamingqueens with z at gmail dot com or tweet us. You can tweet me at Johnny Larkin. You can tweet Stephen at hst ninety nine. Jonathan uh, Cthulhu five hundred two. And um, yeah, let us know. We'd love to hear back from you. Or hashtag Martin. Or <laughs> hashtag Martin, and we will forward it on to him when, yeah. once he comes out of his 23 year hibernation. We'll print it off and send it in the post. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it doesn't. You have to bury it, don't you? And it, right. it sort of dissolves into the soil and then he absorbs it up into this sort of evil spirit. <laughs> and then he'll get your message. Yeah. Um, so thank you and um, listen out for the three knocks at the door and a little book left on your welcome mat <laughs> do you know what the little aside when we first watched The Babadook was with Martin a couple of years ago and me and Ben were genuinely gonna because Ben's an artist he was gonna create a Babadook book and knock at Martin's <laughs> door and leave it on the step but we totally forgot and then we mentioned it again the other night in front of him and he was like oh please do it <laughs> so yeah. we're gonna just give it long enough for him to forget and then I would completely love that. that yeah I think someone did do a Kickstarter, didn't they? Did a Kickstarter to make the actual Babadook pop-up book. There is a book you can yeah, get, yeah. Oh my god, I need Yeah, Benny, yeah, friends of ours, Benny got, got a copy of it. It was quite expensive, I'm rightly bought. Yeah, there is one. It was about 50 quid or yeah, something. Yeah, 55, like I think. Yeah, but I'd pay that. Yeah. If it was a nice hardback, and I could turn and I could. I think it was done to be as close as to the one in the film as possible. Yeah, that'd be completely You'd put it on a little shelf next to your Babadook. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Babadook. 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 Your Babadon could be like a little uh, bookends. Bookends. We're not getting any payments for these products. We're not product placements. No, just so no, you know. No, no, but if yeah. somebody does want to, <laughs> yeah, we'll other than <laughs> if you've got some sort of horror themed sex toy to push then we will happily promote it for you for a small fee or just a free sample. <laughs> Oh a five finger discount off Freddy. A five finger <laughs> discount? Oh dear. And on that note, <laughs> goodbye everyone. <laughs> <laughs>